Better. <laughs> Good to hear. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to uh, another episode of our FinTech Fridays. And I think we're on number three of 2022. Um, I've had awesome guests, but uh, we're going to kind of take it in a little bit different direction here. And and typically we'll talk to, uh, you know, tech vendors in the mortgage space and, and kind of dig deep there. But today we, uh, we're going to be uh, learning a little bit broader about kind of mortgage tech. So uh, with me is Nima Wedlake from, from TomVest Ventures. Nima, thanks for uh, joining. Great to be here with you today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so this will be, be something new for us, uh, but I think it's awesome uh, timing, right? We're, we're, we're fresh into 2022, and frankly, we're somewhat fresh into a, a new market, right? Uh, or a new old market for, for uh, mortgage bankers that have been around for a while. So, you know, we've kind of, I think, officially uh, made the turn into a, a predominantly purchase market. We've got, you know, lenders having challenges, whether it's, you know, margin compression or, or, or cost containment and all, all the things that you typically would see in a, as we move into a, a, a smaller market environment. And I think it's probably never been more important for lenders of all sizes to really understand their tech stack and kind of how that equates to efficiency customer experience and and frankly you know from my seat how it equates to um, business longevity right because we are if you're not if you haven't focused yet on some aspect of a, of a true digital experience for your consumers it's going to get pretty tough for you down the road so I'm, before we dive into that because that's a kind of a weird opening <laughs> let's first figure out for the group for the audience you know Who's NEMA and who's TomVest and kind of how, where do you guys sit today in this mortgage uh, tech world? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so my name is NEMA Wedlake. I'm a partner at TomVest Ventures. We're a San Francisco-based venture fund. And uh, TomVest has been around for over 20 years at this point. Uh, I would say over the last decade, we've been active in fintech. And if you... This is sort of like a hindsight 2020 analysis, but if you look at uh, our investment history over the last decade in fintech, you can sort of trace this interesting trend around um, the digitization of finance, starting with the uh, sort of the easiest um, credit products to bring online and then culminating in the most complex and, and challenging and, and those being so, so mortgage is, is a newer category for us. You know, our first investment mortgage was in 20, 2018 in Blend. Um, and then we've made a number of, invent, uh, of investments around the intersection of housing and finance. Um, but, you know, in, I would say at a high level, we have a thesis around uh, the sort of digitization of all financial services. I think, like I mentioned, mortgage is the most complex um, and it's taken the longest to sort of move online um, but at the same time like we're, we're all as a as sort of a community around mortgage realizing the the, the benefits of, of technology whether that's through creating more delightful customer experiences uh, extracting cost out of the manufacturing process making sure we have better visibility into into um, a portfolio of, of loans that have been originated. So like the benefits are sort of endless. I think now we're all, we're all just sort of 
um, getting our heads around how to harness it. Yeah. Um, and that's been really interesting to, to observe as an investor. And, and as I thought about uh, when I, you and I connected a, a few weeks back and we were talking about coming on and doing this talk, the, the more I've thought about it as it, as we got ready to today is it, from your seat as an investor and, and really start to look at mortgage closer in the last three to four years, I think there's a lot that our audience who are mostly, you know, independent mortgage bankers uh, can learn about how, how an investor in this space is looking at our space, right? And, and specifically looking at how tech can uh, enable it. And you're looking at it from a lens with an expected return. And I would venture to guess that uh, if investors like Tom Vest are, are looking at this space and, and looking at some strategic investments, it would be wise for mortgage bankers to be thinking about the same thing in a different lens, right? And so maybe we can just talk a little bit about kind of how those kind of cross correlate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, building um, building a mortgage company is difficult. I'm sure all your, your listeners sort of are acutely uh, aware of that fact. I think building a mortgage technology company is quite difficult as well. Um, you're sort of uh, subject to the same uh, cyclicality uh, that's, that, that is present in mortgage. Um, you have to build technology for lots of different constituents within the value chain, including the borrower. Um, and you're selling into uh, an audience or, or a, a potential customer set of, uh, of varying levels of sophistication from a, like a tech implementation standpoint. And so, you know, when we first started looking at the category, like obviously there's, there's sort of the simplistic top-down view of mortgage, which is like it's a massive industry yeah. within the U.S., um, you know, millions of mortgages originated annually representing, you know, trillions now of, of origination volume um, that had until recently been un, in some ways untouched by technology. Um, but the process of, of software eating mortgage uh, is, is, you know, it, it's, it's been it's been a long, it's been a long journey. Um, and it's, it's, you know, I would say probably in the third or fourth inning still. Right. And so what really got us sort of, um, excited about the opportunity is, uh, when we saw rocket mortgage take off, um, sort of in the mid 2010s, um, as this really preeminent consumer brand within mortgage. Um, and then conversely observing how, uh, existing originators responded to that rise, um, and, and specifically some of the larger banks. Yeah. And if you talk to the, the folks at Blend, like that was a huge tailwind for them. That, yes. uh, that opened up conversations with banks that had literally never procured third-party software before. Um, right. And so I think that's been the paradigm shift that is taking place in a lot of industries, but I think, um, happened in some ways um, due to the rise of, of, um, of direct to, to borrower platforms or brands like, like Rocket. And so, you know, Blend was founded 10 years ago and they've, they've been on that journey uh, to, to sort of build software for the mortgage industry ever since. Uh, 
And, you know, we can go into like different areas that I find interesting now, but I think in general, that shift from uh, technology averse to uh, this recognition that like this is the future and we need to be able to build these experiences and, and learn how to build them uh, from, you know, Wells Fargo on down um, has been has been really interesting to observe. Yeah, I've been, uh, I think you and I downloaded on this a while back when we first met. I, I was in the mortgage industry, kind of direct primary production, if you will, for 28 years before, uh, you know, making the leap and, and coming over to the, the startup fintech space. And so, um, you know, I remember kind of the first version of, of you know, high tech online lending, right? Mortgage.com was a, was a brand back in the day. Um, but I also knew because I, they were a customer of mine, I bought loans from them. I knew how much sneaker wear was behind, uh, behind the click, right? Um, and, and the guys at, at, at Rocket, Quicken, were in that same space for a while, a lot of arms and legs behind the click, but they've come a long way to, to truly um, automate what, what can be automated without sacrificing you know, consumer experience. And so I think, to your point, they, they definitely created um, the, the wave. And, and to, a, to a degree, we've got to give them credit, they, they've kind of set the bar of, of what should be expected of a, of a mortgage experience now in this digital age. And so I don't really feel like it's as many, as much as people are racing to catch up as, as it's people are moving to that next, that true next phase of how do you engage a mortgage customer and what does that look like? And I think that digital experience is, is kind of table stakes today, no matter of your size at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I think the other piece that we're spending some time studying right now is, you know, particularly as we were shifting to your, to your earlier point to more of a purchase oriented market and mortgage, uh, like what, uh, what sort of that consumer interaction point looks like yeah. in a year, in two years, in three years. Um, you know, like obviously at, at Finlocker, you're on the forefront of, of a component of that. Um, but, but the other piece we're thinking about is like, uh, can, can you create bundled uh, experiences in, in real estate in a sort of uh, compliant way yeah. that, that improve the, the consumer experience, uh, whether that's, um, you know, Zillow offering mortgage or Open Door doing all that they're doing to sort of um, bundle multiple experiences in, into one one transaction, uh, or what Compass is 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 attempting to do uh, uh, by integrating some financial products into the its uh, its agent offerings. That's the piece we're we're thinking about right now uh, as like. The potential direction uh, mortgage originations are headed, and then from an investor standpoint, we're thinking about okay, what are the enabling technologies um, that can help that? Uh, yeah. That so, and I I love the, uh, the you know kind of poking around at the bundling, especially on a purchase transaction. You already know there's you know at least three significant players in that transaction. You've got the the traditional real estate side, which has multiple players, buy side, sell side, typically. Mortgage, we've already kind of hit that. And then you've got all the the, the settlement and, and, and title and closing and the stuff that happens to facilitate that. 
Uh, and in a lot of cases throughout, through decades, the consumer is asked to provide the same information to multiple players that are, that ultimately is enabling the same transaction is, so is your thought, how can we bring together the, these, these processes or these transactions so that the core or the, or the, the source data can be used to fire multiple uh, steps in the process? Is that one of the thought processes there? Yeah, I think that's one of the critical pieces of enabling technology, right? So, so I think Plaid did a great job in um, exposing financial data that, that can be utilized by multiple parties. Um, and then also just make the process of sharing that financial data to, uh, between parties a little bit more seamless. I think we're on the precipice of, of a similar trend occurring within identity um, or yeah. other aspects of, um, of the under, like final underwriting package, whether that's income verification like we've chatted about before, um, asset verification, other, like other uh, forms of sort of identity verification. Um, and, you know, Plaid is actually, like, very much engaged in that effort to be sort of a single point of, of integration for extracting all consumer data that's relevant to an underwrite. Uh, but then there are also a number of, of other vendors that, that are powering that experience as well. Yeah. I, I think that's critical. Um, and then the, the other piece is just the rise of, of, of I guess, more tech-enabled platforms across the real estate value chain, like brokerage, um, uh, for instance, that are, can be consumers of, of those sort of technology vendors and then have product engineering teams in place to actually build this you know, integrated transaction experience um, like Open Door has, has started to do. Um, right. Although they've come at it from a, like a very specific angle uh, with iBuying, um, I, I do think we'll see the rise of more bundled experiences inclusive of brokerage. Right. Yeah, I mean, Rocket's kind of been going there for a while with, with Rocket Homes and, yep. and Rocket Mortgage. They already have, you know, the whole title settlement kind of business on, in the umbrella. And so, um, yeah, and, and what's interesting is is at the smallest lender level, there are, I'm aware of, of uh, at least a handful of, you know, call it, half billion a year originators so relatively small who are thinking about the same thing. How do I, how do I bring in, you know, these other experiences into my experience and not make this just about facilitating a mortgage transaction, but really facilitating kind of this experience around real estate from buy to finance to insure and all the, all the supporting pieces of it. It is, it's fascinating yeah. to watch. Yeah. I think the, Sort of like the Shopify analogy is a little bit overused at this point, but it's a good one, so I'll use it again. Um, the, you know, if you think about the what where Shopify has innovated, um, it's it's really been about building all of the the blocks associated with running an e-com business into a simple product experience that you or I uh, could could understand and and build upon uh you know like in a few hours we could get a, a shopify store up and running with you know zero lines of code right and uh, and we could you know sort of manage every aspect of, of running that business from um 
order order taking to fulfillment to things like return management and um, you know custom post sale customer engagement. It's all sort of um, within that unified product experience, and um, I think the same thing will will begin to occur in mortgage where. If it's a small IMB, they can still provide this sort of harmonious uh, and complete transaction experience for their clients. Um, it's it's sort of the onus is on some of these technology vendors to enable them to do so. Um, right, and and that's that's kind of an area of interest for us. From your from your seat, when you think about you know when you look at the the landscape of mortgage tech or real estate and mortgage tech providers, vendors, if you will. I, I'm curious what your perspective is on the um, kind of the ability to work together across, you know, across platforms where they make sense to work together versus not, right? That's That to me still feels like a pretty big impediment from really stitching together a clean, consumer and lender experience across these multiple texts. I'm wondering if you see the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really good question. I think there will always be some natural um, complexity around integrating multiple parties, just given the the end size of, of parties involved in, uh, yeah. in sort of the origination workflow. Um, you know, some of the point of sale providers have done have done good work being sort of positioning themselves as an integration layer for other vendors. Um, so I think we'll see continued progress there that'll make things easier. Um, the LOSs have have historically been a little bit more challenging to integrate with, and I think it's in some ways a byproduct of the era in which they they were born. Um, right. Where it, you know, this sort of API first, integration first mentality was less prevalent then. Um, and then I would say the third thing that's worth highlighting for your audience, um, there are some vendors that are, that have emerged as like specifically middleware layers in mortgage whose full job is to be an integration layer. Um, and all, like one, one good example of that is a company called Staircase yeah. that is working with, with many sort of small to mid-sized lenders. And they make the process of bringing on a, a new partner or a new tech vendor quite easy because they have a unified data model that that, um, that can sort of um, read and write to all of those vendors um, relatively easily. Right. Yeah, I, I learned about them late last year. It's the such a needed, you know, resource, right? Uh, yeah. Especially for those for those mid to smaller IMBs, they don't they're not sitting there with dozens or hundreds of, of, of resources in their own shop. They're reliant for the most part on their vendor partners uh, and some other third party. So it, that, that particular uh, type of product is, is definitely needed. Uh, a couple more questions and one, one in particular, really, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask as you, as we kind of look at 2022 and beyond in mortgage primarily, but I guess mortgage and real estate, it, you know, if you were if you were up on a stage in front of a bunch of IMBs, what, what would you be telling them that they should be thinking about as it relates to tech and in kind of customer experience at this point? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. You know, I, I think these folks are probably inundated with um, 
with vendors reaching out, um, sort of offering to like radically transform how they do business or, or improve uh, across some, some metric. Um, I think especially like given the phase that we're entering in mortgage uh, and the fact that it's sort of being immediately preceded by this um, this boom period in mortgage where like the answer to to um, responding to so much demand was to hire people and like throw right. bodies at the problem. Um, and so as we transition to a different phase uh, where we can't throw bodies at the problem um, and the, the nature of, of demand for, for mortgage is changing, one of the things we talk a lot about internally is the role that technology companies play in any organization is shifting fixed costs to variable costs. So, um, you know, how do you, um, like that's the beauty of AWS, right? Like it, yeah. it turned uh, the need to hire a, a, a kind of a server administrator and, and buy servers into a pay-as-you-go experience into a variable cost. Um, and I think technology vendors that, that mortgage companies work with should make that same pitch. You know, how do we take, um, how do we help you change your, the cost profile of your business um, such that you can you can sustain through periods of uh, massive demand and then and then sort of a, a, a nadir in demand as well? Um, because that's, I mean, that's like the key goal, right? Like, yeah. for, for if you want a multi-year technology vendor partnership. Um, not just thinking about, not be, just being reactionary and saying, hey, you know, this is going to be a rough year in mortgage, so we need to cut costs right. and to help us do so. I think fundamentally it's about shifting costs from fixed to variable um, and, and, you know, using technology vendors to do so. Pretty sure I know the answer to this question because you already sort of answered it at the beginning. But, again, from your seat, which is unique, at least for uh, for folks that I'm talking to on this particular podcast, when you look at mortgage from your seat as a current investor and with holdings as well as a prospective investor in this space, safe to say you're still bullish on the sector from an investment perspective? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think it's, it actually gets more interesting um, in this phase of the cycle um, because we have to think about – we have to think a little bit more uh, – strategically about uh, where to make technology investments. Um, like, I, like I said, when, when, when there's just like this rush of demand, yeah. in some ways, like there, there isn't the prescient need to, uh, to adopt technology because, you know, folks will wait a few, a few weeks to get their refi done. Right. Um, and I think now is when uh, the separation will occur between the good and the, and the great IMVs and, um, and I think technology is going to be a component of that. So, so we're actually really excited about this period. And I think if you want to be a, an investor in mortgage technology or in some ways like fintech generally, you have to be able to stomach these sort of cycles. Right. And, and, I, and I think we're, we're fully prepared to, to do so. Good to hear. <laughs> Definitely good to hear. Well, Nima, this has been, uh, been awesome. I appreciate your willingness to come on and kind of share your perspective, super helpful. Um, you know, I think uh, the, the, the audience, again, that, that kind of midsize IMB, 
um, should have the same perspective as you have from your investor seat, right? And and you're you're uh, you're sharing that perspective is super helpful, and hopefully, folks learn a little bit more about kind of how an investor looks at the, our our industry, our sector, and the tech that supports it. So thanks so much for coming on, and look forward to seeing you out on the uh, kind of the mortgage conference circuit this year. Yeah, likewise, and uh, you know, we spend a lot of time in this space talking to a variety of technology companies, and so if any of folks in your audience ever want to reach out and have questions about what we're seeing, happy to happy to do so, and, and they can email me at nima at tomvest.com. Awesome, and we'll share uh, your your uh, LinkedIn profile and and uh, on the when we push this out uh, on Friday morning. So. Thanks again for joining, and everyone, thanks for uh, stopping by again on FinTech Fridays. Thanks. All right.